Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Fabulous Women Over 40. Today, my guest is an actor, author, and TV personality hailing from New York. <laughs> my good friend, Tara Wallace, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm fan. I think I'm so excited conversation with you. Thanks for having me. Of course. So let's see. I thought we'd start in the beginning, right? Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and your family? So I grew up in rural Mississippi, mm. always in a very small town. It's so funny because I just had an argument with, with one of my best friends today about our town. So we're arguing that is it a town or is it a city? I'm like, Dude, <laughs> it is a town. I don't. I know we have to say city for address purposes, but this is a town. We we live in a town, and right. Uh, you know what? It was just a really real place. You know, people planted food in the summertime. Um, um, things were all seasonal. Now you walk to a grocery store. You know, you just kind of have everything is always there for you. But when I grew up, everything was in season. Even now, if I if I find something in the grocery store, I, I bite something and I'm not paying attention. I, it, it's out of season for me. Mm. When to eat peaches, when to eat pears. Like it's, I, it's, it's, I can't really eat a pear in the summer. It's like pear season is like September or like certain types of corn, you know? Um, so, you know, it's just a, a really real place, you know? Um, all the women I knew for lack of a better word were just so strong just tough, just solid, like the backbone of every family. Mm. And I grew up with that. Just anywhere you could turn, there was a superhero woman standing in that corner. Um, nice. Just thought you were so small and you were, they didn't see you. You you would do something and they would say something. They would, they would let you know. It, it, um, <laughs> I'm telling you, mama. <laughs> No, it, no not, not even that. It would be like how I responded to something. Mm. Um, or if if I would sit down and I had on a dress, if my legs were not properly closed, I'd be like, ooh, baby, she's sitting real high over there. You know, it was just an acknowledgement that even though you think they were not watching you, they were indeed watching and observing you. And, mm. and it, it was really good for me because you know, it always was like little reminder that you are definitely, you definitely matter. We definitely see you and we're definitely concerned about, you know, just even the smallest of things um, of who you are as a young girl in the, in the family. And so how many siblings do you have? I have eight brothers and three sisters. Wow. And how is it growing up with, in a family of a well, my immediate family, my mom and my dad have seven kids together. So um, I don't know if you know what it's a big bag of potato chips, even back then, not just <laughs> there. It was just never enough freaking chips in the bag. It's always you never get enough. Um, you know, and then, and then when it was like your turn to get the fries out of the the cereal box, it's almost like your turn never quite came around. You 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 know, like the next box that toy is gonna be mine. <laughs> the 
was gonna be mad. And she's like, my, my turn never came. And I'm like, where's my tattoo? I want to spit on my tattoo and put put it on my arm. But um, hilarious. So, you know, I, I kind of grew up a tomboy. You know, I, I know it's like I was a tomboy, but I like to play with Barbie dolls. So it was a very weird thing. I like to shoot guns. Mm. What my brothers were doing, but then right. I had enough of them. I would go and play with my dolls on the porch. <laughs> so I, I grew up learning how to play alone because mm. my brothers weren't really playing with the dolls. They were shooting guns, trying to trying to trying to hunt and things like that. Right. So I grew up on the porch with my dolls, um, um, and and doing that alone. So I think that's something that's always kind of stuck with me. I'm I'm able to be alone and comfortable being by myself mm. for large periods of time. Family? Are you middle, uh, older, younger? I'm the oldest girl, which makes me the oldest of everybody. Um, <laughs> of course. So, so technically, you know, in the house I was raised in, that would make me the third child and the first. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, did you know that you had a for acting when, you, or like, how did you get into it? Um. That kind of goes back for a long, long time, just watching TV um, and just seeing things. And um, at first I didn't know quite what to call it. You know, mm. it would be like one week there would be a cop show and I would love the female character. I'm like, oh, my God, I want to be a cop. And then the next week, the, you know, it would be a doctor. And I'm like, oh, no, I want to be a doctor. And I'm like, what is this thing called? You know? And then once I realized that's what it before I realized that's what it's called, I was like, I want to do that. Mm. Um, I watched the soaps a lot. I love the soaps. And I remember getting in trouble a lot because I would make little boys kiss me so I could practice my soap kiss. <laughs> How fun. You know, it was such an innocent thing. It's like, it's like no, we're acting. This is acting. <laughs> quite know what to call it, but I do remember, you know, someone catching me kissing their child. Uh, and, and, and tell me, get, get your hot ass back across. Get your hot ass back I'm like, no, no, this isn't personal. This is acting. Um, so I think my first acting class was perfecting my kiss. Hilarious. But that's actually kind of, I think, yeah. <laughs> perfecting the kiss. I mean, it definitely wouldn't be cool now. No, no. <laughs> no, somebody be calling somebody on you. I remember when I got to the 12th grade, that same kid telling everybody I used to kiss him. And I'm like, yes, I used to kiss him. I was practicing my acting. I never <laughs> He can, but it's like bragging rights for him now. Like what? You know? I was like, yeah, I used to kiss his ugly butt. So was there anyone in your life, your family, your friends that kind of nurtured your desire to be or the talent that you had? Um. Well, you know, you know, like when when you come from a small town and, and you say things like that, it's all kind of new. So people don't really know what to take of it. Mm. I never took that personal. I always knew. Yeah. You know, it was just something that I always knew. So I didn't really support in that area. Yeah. It's okay. I just knew that's what I wanted to do. So it was always like, just wait, you'll see, you'll see. Mm. And, um, I think that's part of that's one of the things that people lack nowadays. Like. People always feel like they need like a busload of people. Like, no one supports me. It's like, who cares? It's <laughs> go live it. Like, 
Right. It's like, why do, why do you, if, if you have a desire, right, to, to create or be something, you know, what is the weight on the approval of someone else who wasn't given the dream? You know, it was given right. the dream. So, um, you just have to do it. And who can be present will be present and who can't, you know, they just, they can't or they won't. Um, I, but I, my aunt, Anne, when I was a little girl, she left Mississippi. This is my dad's sister. And she moved to California to be a model. And she would send back her pictures. And, you know, she would, she was a model. And she also, you know, would be auditioning for commercials. So I think that was the closest person that I could relate to that was close to me that understood the, the, the desire to want to leave and do something that no one else around you is talking about. Right. And, and so, so you have no guidance, but you know, that's what you want to do. So, um, yeah, that was kind of the closest thing, you know, as, as I got older and I would like throw things out of my parents, like, Oh, I'm thinking about moving to New York. They're like, what you know? What <laughs> my mom was like, what? My mom was like, baby, why don't you just go teach therapists? Aren't you in that department? <laughs> she had to so at Jackson State, like, like speech communication and uh, speech therapy and speech and dramatic art, acting, of course, we're all departments. So my mom was like, why don't you just major in speech speech pathology? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And I remember those girls, you know, I didn't really fit into that, that those girls, that group of girls. I was always kind of like a, you know, show up with a, a pink dress on, on a motorcycle kind of girl. Mm, sounds <laughs> fun. <laughs> so I feel like you being autonomous helped you in that because like you were saying people were like you know why don't people support me blah 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 <laughs> whatever the fact that you had such a strong sense of self at a young age obviously gave you the propensity to be like hey this is even like a thought that it is what it is <laughs> right because I, th- I don't think people have that necessarily yeah you know? and, and, so, and, and i don't i want to i, I want to use that when i was confident because i was extremely insecure mm. um, insecure and who I am and my body, what, you know, what do I look like? What, you know, um, you know, just insecure, like the same insecurities any young girl would have, that, that thing that we have, that, that insecurity that we have when we just think that we're so different from everyone else, mm. whether this, we think this, this cousin is prettier, or that cousin has the longest hair, or that cousin is this, or that cousin is that. I think that, um, although, I definitely have those insecurities, but even in all of that, there was just this thing that I knew in my heart was, was where I was supposed to be. And that was the thing that felt right. And even in my life now, as I, I, I get involved in, in different things, trying to find my way. Cause you know, we're constantly learning, constantly trying to find our way. It's like, okay, all these things have happened, but I have to reel back and really start focusing on what I felt like my purpose was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like that. And how did you get from Mississippi to New York? Well, you know, that's, that's kind of a long story. Let's see, um, I was just trying to get the hell out of Mississippi. I'm 18. 
all my cousins had made it to school, a uh, university, and I didn't know what I was going to do. So I was like, let me just get the hell out of here. I've joined the military. Well, um, when I swore in the first time, I had like some time. So I was like, why don't I just go to, to, to college while I'm waiting? So I was going to go to like a community college uh, for like just to get some mm. courses and to be doing something. Um, and because at, at that time, even as a young age, you needed to be doing something. There was, there was no sitting out a semester like these kids nowadays. Like, let me go work for pennies because I got to sit out mentally. It's like, just <laughs> like you're going to make, you, 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 you know, like if you think it's easy to go to work every day and work for pennies and not even make enough money to pay your bills, like it's actually hard on you, your body versus just going to school. But um, uh, I didn't know where I wanted to go. So I was like, dang, you know, there's this university, there's Jackson State that's here. What should I do? So I was going to join, I was going to go to Heinz. I was trying to get all my paperwork in. It's last minute. School is starting in a few days or a week. And I need to get all my my stuff in for this junior, for this junior, this junior college or community college. And mm-hmm. uh, and I just so happened to call Jackson State. Like just call them randomly and just say, hey, you know, if I'm, if I want to go to school there, is it too late to apply? You know, and the girl was like, well, what's your name? And I was like, Tarnasha Wallace. Like what that mean? She was like, well, it looks like here you're already registered and you should be starting class Monday. I was like, so it turns out this whole time I was talking about the military, my best friend's mom, who was um, our principal's wife, mm-hmm. had applying to colleges unbeknownst to me because she was just so against the military that she was like, oh, you need go to school so she took it upon herself got my mother's I remember her asking for my mom's w-2 but at that time I didn't know what that was for you know right grants and uh student loans and whatever you can get in terms of helping you start school so Mm -hmm. literally by Monday I'm in culture shock because it's like I'm in the middle of the auditorium with thousands of students trying to register for classes. So you stand in one line for an hour just to realize you're in the wrong line. You got to go back up to that line. <laughs> go back to that line. Just go back to the original line that you were in. And because, you you know, you got to register, make sure the money's there. Then you got to go find house. I, I don't even know the process, but it was, it was horrific at that time. You know? Yeah. No online. <laughs> no, like literally standing in a line for every department to get registered for school. Mm. You know, like one of the things I learned was to choose my classes, pre-register, get my classes in. So that cut down on some of the lines, but you had to like really know how to do that. But that's how I ended up at Jackson State. It was like just by happenstance, I called the school just to see and I registered. And I was like, oh, so I get to Jackson State and I'm like, oh my God, what the hell is this? I'm having so much fun you know i was having a lot i mean it's like one of the times in my life that i would go back and relive again and again and again (laughs) and i i I met someone and like jackson state is a time i could relive over and over (laughs) well that i would call divine intervention (laughs) like literally that's crazy yeah so what did you end up majoring did you your degree there or did you transfer somewhere else? I my degree there. I, I jumped in. I um 
Um, not that I always made the best grades, but even when I when I didn't, the next semester I knew how hard I needed to work to get the GPA back up. To, mm-hmm. So I just, I just I just jumped in school and literally just put my head down and just never and didn't lift up until it was over. And wow. when I realized it was over, I had finished in three 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 and a half years in the summer session. Nice. I just went nonstop through. I went to you know, first semester, second semester, and both sessions of summer school. Wow. Yeah. And what did you end up majoring? And speech and dramatic art. Like I knew from the beginning, it's like, it was, <laughs> um, I went at that time, there was like a sheet you got for this major. These are all the classes you took. And I was like, it's no need for me talking to a counselor. It's, I'm always that kind of person. Like it's common sense. Let's just grab the paper, read it and go do it. Right. How hard can it be? Mm-hmm. I, grabbed the paper. <laughs> I had this paper for four years I folded it up and I just went through taking classes. Taking classes. Wow. So I ended up taking everything backwards. I ended up taking all my core subjects like the first two years of school. In the last two years of school, I was taking things like music appreciation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so everyone that, that I graduated with, they were like, why aren't you in acting with us? I was like, I took acting like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> why? I was like, <laughs> What am I waiting for? You know, I just saw the papers right. that were offered. The end. <laughs> well, you knew you wanted to do it, right? That was no. And so, no, but can I tell you later on? Um, some of the upperclassmen, I, I spoke to one of them recently, and he said at that time everybody was like, "Who the hell is this girl in our class, and where did she come from?" <laughs> yeah, you know, at that time, these are like the like the, the old heads, like they were dancers and like. Um, actors and they were all doing their senior projects and I'm like, oh, let me be in your senior project. You know, I want to be an actress and and blah, blah, blah. And so um, and they were just like, who is this girl? <laughs> Ma'am, go to your class. <laughs> so acting one and acting two, you took them like your senior year, like your first semester, then you took acting here I am as like a second semester freshman in acting one. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So after you graduated, did you end up in after that? Or like what happened after you graduated? Um, after I graduated, I ended up, again, I wasn't in grad school because I didn't know where I wanted to go. Mm. Um, and so I just didn't know what I was going to do and just trying to figure it out and, you know, just waiting for something to fall from the sky. And, and it did like an internship fell on my teacher's desk, on my, on, on my professor's, on my professor's desk. And it was like an internship to Crossroads theater. So that intern was like a stage management assistant internship. Mm. So, I said, Let me. so that spring and that spring break, I went. I ended up taking that spring break, going to um, New Jersey, New Brunswick, New Jersey, interviewing for the theater, and and then literally that summer when I graduated, I graduated like on that Saturday, and literally by Monday night, I was headed to the airport to go to, to um, fly out and go to uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Wow, that quick. <laughs> I was just, I, it was like I was just out, and life as I knew it was never the same again. 
Like I was just, I w- it was just over. It was out. My boyfriend drove me to the airport. I spent the, all that day, the night before I spent all the night before finishing up what was missing in my senior, this, this, that last package that you have to turn in the last big thing, um, what it takes to produce a play. You had to have all these intricate pieces in there. And, mm-hmm. um, after that, I drove home to say goodbye to my parents because they were like, what? Said, yeah. What? I'm <laughs> headed to New Brunswick at $237 and a one-way ticket. And wow. Drove me to Memphis that night. I don't know why I found a ticket in Memphis versus just Jackson. We drove like three hours that night. And I had to be at the airport at like six in the morning. I got to New Brunswick and it was just, I got to Newark. No, I flew into LaGuardia and the, and one of the, the, the persons from the theater, Curtis came to pick me up and it was just like, you know, we got to New Brunswick and I'm like, I guess this is home. <laughs> you know, I started having to get on my way, like, you know, but New Brunswick, um, you know, that's where Rutgers is. So it was a college town. Mm. Um, but if I had to do it again, and when I think about it, I could see why my parents were like, so, I mean, they were just freaking out. <laughs> you know, when I think back on it, I'm like, I see why they would freak out. Like, when I, you know, and as I look at my nieces and I'm like, damn, what was I thinking? Like to do that to my parents, just. You know, and how old were you at that point? I was 22. I was, you know, I was done with college, but I was 22. It was a summer, um, summer. I was getting ready to turn 23. I was celebrating my 23rd birthday in New Brunswick. Wow. Yeah, with my now best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Man, after you did the internship, where did you end up? Um, from there, um, I started um, uh, auditioning for grad school. So it's mm-hmm. like the, end of the, the intern is ending. You know, I, I survived that little stint of what am I going to do after college. Now I got to <laughs> really figure out what right. I'm going to do. So I started really applying for college for grad okay. school. So I, I applied and auditioned for Mason Gross, which is Rutgers. Um, I think at that time they only allowed like 17 students in. And then I applied to a few other places, but I ended up also applying to the new school university, which is the actual studio drama school. And my friend, my best friend now, Claudine, she had a friend who had, who was at the school, Gustavo. And Gustavo was like, yeah, you should audition. Mm-hmm. And I did, you know, I auditioned, I got into the school and then I started, I started grad school, you know, like then the next, the next mark was secure. But also in there, I did like a little stint at Vassar College uh, after New Brunswick. Um, I was uh, I had applied for this thing and got into this film and TV um, program at Vassar College for that summer. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I went back, came back up to New York to go to Poughkeepsie and was in Poughkeepsie for a summer. So it was like constantly all this change. I was constantly around different energy, different environment. I was very uncomfortable all the time because it was just, everything was just so different. And whereas I, I felt like so independent in Mississippi and I have a job and I, I have my apartment and I had school here. I am like 
really an out-of-state student, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, after the internship, and then you, you I was in at Vassar, I couldn't really work. So we, we were in classes all day, you know, kind of like operating like a conservatory, like acting all day, you know, voice and speech and Shakespeare. And then from there, you have to go and um, work on whatever play. Uh, there were always these plays. There were four plays for the whole summer stuff. So you had to go to your rehearsals. Then after the rehearsals, they were like there was like theater at night. Wow. So you live, breathe it. <laughs> yeah, it was like li- and so even when you, we weren't putting up our own productions, there were like you know, um traveling shows that would come and be in the theater. So I mean it was just constant, you know. And and so I think I was 23 and a lot of the kids were very young. They were, some of them were like in their teens and, and late teens. And so I was like, you know, just, just at that moment, I was just really trying to absorb as much as I could about acting, really trying to find what it is, you know, because it's one thing to go from a dream or to see what people are doing on TV, but it was a totally different to be behind all of that and introduced to another world of all of these things that go into it. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what Vassar meant, you know. Yeah, but it would seem like you got like really learned the discipline of the craft, and in the middle of it, being <laughs> learning how to just be with all of the change, the constant change, yeah. a lot of stuff going on all the time. Um, yeah, that was a lot going on at one time. Um, that was a lot. And then, uh, so after Vassar, I went home for three weeks. And then I, um, now the next journey was getting back to New York where I was going to live. Mm. You know, school starting, I didn't have a place to live yet. So then that became, it, it was just constant. And honestly, I just, it never dawned on me that it wouldn't work out. Never. <laughs> but I wish I carried on with me now throughout my thirties and forties, because um, it was never an option that it wasn't going to work out. Like once mm-hmm. I set my mind on this day, I have to leave. That was like, my, my mom was like, well, you don't have a place to live. Like maybe you should stay here for a year and work. And I was like, no, like I don't leave on this day. Like I got to get mm-hmm. here. <laughs> it was like, I'll figure out where I'm going to live. Once I get to New York, I'll figure it out. Yeah. You know? And and then it ended up working out, you know, the, mm-hmm. one of the people from the theater, I used to child wrangle for at another theater. He was like, Tara can just, my, my best friend ran into him, Claudine ran into him. I was like, you know, Tara's moving back, but she doesn't have a place to live yet. He was like, oh, I have, my, my, I have a three bedroom house. She can just stay there. So I ended up staying with Tim my first year of school. And Tim just, you know, took me under his wing, gave me a place to live, fed me, put money in my pocket. To get back and forth to school, just helping until I found a job, right. and just really, really helped me navigate um, having a stable place to live and eat, to, um, and then getting back and forth from New Jersey back to New York, giving that stability to me so that I could start school. That's awesome. yeah. everything is always working out for me. That's what I always say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you just don't know how, but you know, once you, once you set up in your mind that that's what you want, uh, and you and you live like that's what's happening, mm-hmm. so it will. 
So what was your first big break when, as far as in TV or commercials or like what was the first big job? Well, my first big job, I think I'm still waiting for it to happen. That's actor life, right? Yeah, I, said, I think I'm still waiting for that to happen. You know, I was fortunate enough to do reality TV. And reality TV, um, you know, it doesn't get you the job, but it, it affords you a space in the room. And mm. I learned that, you know, that's all I needed, you know. I think that right. one, through all of this that I learned, that was what I needed for myself is never, no, it's just not an option. You know, in terms, you know, if I audition for something, or I mean, there are no's. Yeah. Then why is that a no? Like, what? (laughs) what, Why don't you have relationships to make sure that that's not a no? Right. Attitude now, because I know that that there's always an exception. It's you know, there's never a final answer. Right. You know, there's nothing. It's just never final, so I don't really live in the the no. If it's if it's a hard no and it's just not going to happen, and I look at it as, um, you know, this is going to mess up the plan that's already in place. So that wasn't. <laughs> that's just how. I yeah. Look at it. Right. So you were in Love and Hip Hop New York, and so how how was that experience? I mean, was it? I mean, I know reality. Everybody's always like, "Oh, it's it's scripted. It's this. It's that. It's not real." <laughs> so, can you give us a little peek behind the curtain on that? Is it real? Is some part scripted? Like, what what really goes on? Well, um, yeah, you know, like, you know, it, it's it's a system set in place to dig for things and find things. Mm. Get things that just kind of land in your lap. So, in terms of my story, they got the story that kind of landed in their lap, and they went right. So, you know, the very first season that I did Love and Hip Hop was pretty authentic, true to the core. Um, you know, there may have been times like parties or situations I probably wouldn't just naturally be in, hmm. um, but what happened in those places was still very real. Um, so, that's how that happened. But it was that was like a, a huge turning point in my life. You know, like we back to that uncomfortability of living on Vassar Camp, Vassar College's campus. You know, so it's mm-hmm. another one of those times where my life was changing, um, and my life was changing after I had gotten so comfortable how it was. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really hard for me. Yeah, was, you know, um, because now it's like lifetime changes versus just it's no longer just me. You know, me figuring it out. It's like okay. Now I have to be completely solid with the foundation. Um, you know, children now. Yeah. So it changed. So all of that, all, all of how I thought about that change, how I, how, how I could have lived a very carefree kind of changed. Yeah. It wasn't like flying by the seat of your pants anymore. You had to have some stability because yeah. of the boys for right. sure. Right. So when we met, you were still working at STK. Yeah, I was working yeah. at STK and pregnant with with Kaz. Yeah. Kaz. Literally the day I met you, I had on a heart a heart monitor. Really? I don't remember. Huh? 
Yeah. I didn't remember it. <laughs> I, I have all these things because my, my heart was like uh, not beating properly. So they wanted to monitor mm -hmm. for 24 hours. So I met you and I'm like, sorry, guys, I'm wired up today. So I had to sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's how I met you, pregnant and wired up. Yeah, because um, we, we went out to lunch from what I can remember. God, it seems like forever ago. I forgot the name of that place, but it's called Serafina's now. It's a Serafina's, but before that, it wasn't. It was like a little garden. Yeah, it was so cute. It was a cute little right. point. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Right, right, right before. Yeah. Um, so when you were No, what, what were you saying? So when you STK, like, I, you know, in New York, um, the one or the DC one or whatever, were there a lot of like high profile people that came there and did those afford you any opportunities meeting people like that? Um, you know what it did like working at STK was a, was a, like a crazy place. It was such a crazy place. And it's like working. there was like not really like any restaurant, you know, your, whatever you would think your restaurant experience would be. wasn't <laughs> Right. There was no restaurant job that could really prepare you for that place um so i mean it always kind of like you know i don't want to say house but like fed you know the the just everybody you know the most popular the most wealthiest um the you know the the, the people that are in the scandal like that that are in the, the tabloids at the time they were all at stk <laughs> party nonstop, you know? Um, and then I remember the recession thing slowing down. And as soon as the world was back, SDK was like back and we were crazy again. And busy again. <laughs> so, you know, I, I did meet a lot of people there. Um, you know, I wasn't really, uh, I, I met a lot of people there. I'm, I have a lot of friends there from there. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in a, I didn't use the opportunity to be opportunistic and like further my career in any way. Um, yeah. What it was, it was, a, a um, it, you know, it was, it, it was an experience, but I didn't, we did meet a lot of people, but I, I don't think that I was trying to sell myself onto what they were doing. Um, I thought that, you know, people deserve time and space to just come and eat, you know, right. Not, or come and party or, you know, they shouldn't have to worry about, you know, every door they come in, the host needs a job. And I'm not saying that, you know, some people could win that way. You know, maybe that's my downfall, but I just thought they deserve their own time. Mm -hmm. so, you know, you come in, you have a great time and this is not work. And finally you're off from work. And so right. There was an atmosphere that was created that, you know, everybody's a cool kid because we're all in here. Right. You know, so. Yeah. How long did you work there? I worked there for seven years. Uh, completion. <laughs> seven. And it was probably like one of the fun, most fun times you can imagine. That's <laughs> so much fun. And I remember um, a good friend of mine saying, yeah, we really have to start journaling about what's happening here. We're going to just lose it all. Like, like on a day-to-day -day basis, the things that would happen. And I never really wrote it down. And I'm just like, dang. And then sometimes they'll, they'll say, remember that time? I'm like, no, dang, I don't remember that. Like, it's just so, 
I mean, it was just so many, you know, that means I would be writing as soon as I got home every night. It was just right. Well, it, it was like a moment Remember it all. Live on this, whatever edge we thought we were on and then go home and be normal. For me, it was like, go home and be a mom. Go home and put Jameson on the potty so it doesn't be in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how I kind of looked at that. Definitely reality check, right? <laughs> like yes i'm glamorous and then i gotta go home and take care of the babies <laughs> well, right. the, the thing is i don't even know if i was glamorous like sometimes i would get work i mean I, I i've been punching the arm there i was pregnant with Kaz and got punched in the arm there you know like it was a crazy place i don't know if it was glamorous but oh know, my god you know i mean for some people i mean i'm working so i don't think i don't think i had glam in it i'm like let me just try to look decent but and, and this makeup lasts till the end of the night <laughs> Well, I mean, I think we worked kind of, I mean, I can't even compare SDK to dream slash love, but it was this kind of a similar vibe in a sense, like th- this high end, huge nightclub, everybody came there, you know, <laughs> like it was nuts <laughs> every night, every single night. <laughs> so, so yeah, it, 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 it's similar to that. Yeah. You know, like. It's, um, I mean, you know, it's a nightclub, so I, I can only imagine like, this is a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Like nightclubs are very right. You know, people are ready to party and spend money, and they they've consciously decided what they're going to eat so that they can party and then, you know, and be ready to eat again after that. So yeah, I'm sure it was very similar. <laughs> yeah, and it's fun, and like you said, with the celebrity people that would come in, it's, you don't want to be like all hovering and crazy because. The rest of the club is already like that. You know, they're already wearing them out. I mean, the one was I did work for, at the concierge desk, so I got to walk a lot of the VIPs up to the room. So I did, it did for me, I needed to meet them. And all I ever wanted was a picture. I didn't really care about anything else. And they were always so glad to get, it was like at the beginning of the night before anything got nuts. <laughs> so they were like, okay, sure, no problem. <laughs> but yeah. But I bet, it, you know, I can't even, like, even if it was a restaurant, I'm sure it was nuts. But so on on um, Love and Hip Hop, you were on with some characters like Cardi B. <laughs> like, who was your favorite people? Who are my favorite people? Um, well, so the thing is, I didn't get to work with a lot, everybody. You know, like, it looks like yeah. we're really not. So, you know. This person could be filming over here. They have some mm-hmm. these true. Filming. Um, you know, and uh, you know, in terms of my favorite, um, I, I don't know if I have favorites, but you know, there are people that I did get close to. You know, um, Yandy and I actually became. We were not. We didn't know each other. We were not friends when I started the show. And for years, you know, she kind of helped me when I had, when I needed advice, when I needed, um, mm-hmm. um, even when I first did this show and I needed money, even like, you know, you know, she, she's helped me in so many different ways, you know, as I'm trying to prepare and get dressed and figure right. the TV thing out. So she was there, um, you know, really as a sister more than, you know, uh, nice. more than anything. So that was that was cool. Um, um, you know, we, I did shoot this this scene with Cardi, which is like really funny. But it's what's weird. The, the weird thing about Cardi is I had already known who she was and had been following her <clears throat> um, well before TV. You know, mm-hmm. 
Theo would come and do my hair and we would go right to Cardi's Instagram and see what she had to, you know, <laughs> her latest spill on whatever topic. So, right. And then one night I met her. I don't know if I knew at, at the time it was Cardi B, but I just know this girl, she's very quiet and we spoke and she said, oh, you know, she said to me, you're so pretty. And I said to her, she's so pretty. And <laughs> it was like, you know, just a very, you, you know, you just had no idea at, at, in, upon meeting her. She was so quiet. And then she got on stage and just started dancing. And so it was like this little shy girl. Right. Um, you know, was just right here is literally on the stage making more money than I'm going to make in this book. <laughs> so I was like, but I knew then I was like, yo, it's something about this girl. I don't know what it is. It's just something about her. And um, so, you know, when all of these amazing things started happening, her career started taking off. I'm like, oh, that's what that amazing. That's what it was. That's what it was about. Her. Like, you know, right. It was just budding. It was about to like explode and turn into a full blown flower. So. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm serious. It's 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 very true. Like I thought that from from the beginning, and I, I. But the thing is, I have I've said it before. Then I'm like, I don't know. It's something about her. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's. Something. Mm. And then I I saw her dance one night, and we and we spoke because we had met each other before, and this is like right before she was coming on the show. And then when she came on the show, you know, I guess that was just like the the nibble. You know, before you know, and she's like, you know, making these vast steps up the, up the right. So you know, you know, you know, when you work together with somebody, are you on the same show? You want everyone to be as successful as possible, right? To give or try to keep them from exploiting to even be on the show Mm -hmm. to attain a certain level of success. So. You know, she did it, you know, and that's, that's, a, that's amazing. Even, even I still watch her now and follow the story. Yeah. 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 She's a wild. <laughs> yeah. She's so, honest. That she's so honest in ways. That was the thing always about her. She was so honest in ways that only we wished we could. You know, she, <laughs> I mean, she's right. so, you know, honest, like even honest in her mistakes or honest in just whatever she was doing, you know, wrong or right she was just so honest in it yeah you know there was a really there's not really no room for someone to put the finger because she would have already told you you know <laughs> the situation right she reminds me a lot of eminem right and april how at the end when the little guy was like how are you gonna you know defeat the rap guy whatever the guy's name was i can't remember and he was like he thought about it. like he just Told every he already told everything, so there was the, the guy had nothing to say, <laughs> you know. The end. So, and I always felt like that when I saw her too. I was like, she's just so honest, and like, what do you do with you have any, with that? <laughs> you I mean, she said some stuff. I'm like, I wish I could have said that. I wish, <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, damn, like, how did she even think of that? You know, right? It just falls out of her mouth. Like, whoa, whoa okay. we would just be in. Dying, laughing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But so, what I love—I mean, you wrote a book. So, tell us about your book. Um, so the goddess potential. Um, we wrote that about five years ago, six years ago, dang, six years ago. Six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole idea of the goddess potential was 
it was it wasn't really it wasn't designed to just be a book that you just read out completely, but it was designed to be a workbook. Um, okay. Put like you know you apply these things um, so that you know, and also to to keep remembering as you're changing or give you tools to help you know guide your life where you want to be. Tomorrow is always a different day. You know, mm-hmm. Kind of like in a in a world where everybody is really living off of social media, whatever they see, the, the hottest right. reel off of um, social media, um, they, they're thinking that this is the person's life. And it's really not. And, it, and it's, it's like a reminder, like, you are where you're supposed to be. Right. So, <laughs> breathe. You know, bring some water. Take care of yourself. <laughs> and, you know, tomorrow's a different day. And here's yeah. how you start that off right. So that was the idea of the goddess potential. And, um, you know, I, I co-authored that book with Allison Alexander and, um, who, you know, we, we were just coming from two different places. Like I, w- I had just had this crazy thing happen to me on Love and Hip Hop and she had just gotten married. Um, and you know, we came together and I just think it worked. You know, mm. It was our first book and we were able to get it all done, get it published, we self-published, um, and, you know, we, we always look to try to find different ways to promote it and put the book out there for people to, to pick it up because it's not one that you, it's not one that has an expiration date on it. Mm-hmm. It's relevant. For sure. And I feel like having such a, um, you coming from the South and then <laughs> moving to the right? <laughs> it kind of provides you with a cool opportunity, right? Because you have like just welcoming and loving everybody and treating them well and you always operate with such poise and grace I feel like I mean even when weird things or crazy things are happening you just sort of have this sort of zen person you like flip out or like lose it on anybody (laughs) even when the kids are going crazy you're just sort of like (laughs) like even keel and I love that because like I'll be over here going off like a chihuahua with the kids (laughs) No, no, I definitely am going off of like a chihuahua. I really am. Um, um, but you know, like you know, uh, I know I definitely have my moments. I, I'm not always in. I always try to be zen, but I, I'm not always in. And when I'm not, I'm like, oh, they got me. What was <laughs> <laughs> the trigger word that got me? So I know it next time. Um, <laughs> you know, so you know, like I, what, what I look, what I try to do is, and I think this is so important for every person and especially uh, women over 40 because we've lived a little bit. We've had a hard break. We've had some disappointment. We've had some huge successes. Um, right. We have had a lot of money in the bank. We've been broke. We've been, we've been a lot of things by the time. Mm-hmm. We were and I right. think those things were to aid in the growth of who we were, even when we were 20. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that, you know, in all of that, the whole purpose of that is to really learn and know yourself. And the thing about me is that I know what I'm weak at. I know what I'm not good at. I know what I'm going to falter on. I know um, if I'm going to stick to the diet or if I'm going to stick to the discipline. So when you know yourself, when I fall back or I I eat the thing I'm not supposed to eat, Mm -hmm. um, or the guy say, I'm not going to text back and I text him anyway. You know, I already know that that's in me, you know. Right. So when I do it, 
Um, I know that about myself, that I'm going to do that. Um, and so I don't beat myself up about it. Right. You know, because, you know, th there's always, always these rules, right, to the game of what you're supposed to be playing. But I always tell people, right. I don't have to play games. I don't play any games. I'm just straightforward. I have no rap. I have no game. It's like I, I, I don't even have like at this age, I can't even remember if if there are steps to the game. By the time we get to step four, I would have forgotten one. Two. <laughs> so it's like I just have to play it straightforward because like that's the only thing I can kind of remember. Right. Which makes it simple because then it's like I don't have to think of you don't have to. Who did, who did I say what to like? Uh, it's just too much. That's too much energy. Right. <laughs> and um, you'll grab someone's face, someone's face, and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna love on you." And they're like, "What?" Right. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. And they're like, <laughs> you know, like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> or, you, know, like, you know, just, yeah. just something. You know, like, just, just even if if, if it's a woman that you, you know, it, it could be a woman on social media, and I just like her energy or who she is and what she mm. stands for. Like, I'm in her DM. Like, hey. How are you? You know, um, you know, you know, we, 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 we like, we, we are attracted to people, you know, so I'm not afraid to like, yeah. um, reach out to these people, reach out to a person that I don't know or say hello or make myself known um, just because I like their spirit, their energy, what they're doing. Um, you know, I'm getting inspiration from their page or things that they're saying. Um, right. Funny, with me, when I post things, I, I rarely post personal things, but I will see a quote that I like and post, and people are like, "Oh my god, what are you going through?" <laughs> Just like my algorithm conjured these up, I like them, and so I'm posting because I think some woman needs to hear it, and I've been there, may have needed to hear. But people always think that you you wear your heart in your sleeve, and it's like, no, not really. No, I just liked it, and I thought that it would be nice to share it with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I and like that's it. I it. it a couple times today. Get it in my spirit, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> People are very sensitive these days, you know? <laughs> a little too sensitive, for sure. <laughs> um, so, like, I love the goddess potential, and, you know, I spent some time in the Mama Gina space with all the goddesses and all of that. So, you know, I'm the style goddess. Now, if you had to give yourself a name, what goddess would you be? Oh, um, mm. oh, what goddess would I be? I think you'd be Southern Charm Goddess. <laughs> I would be something with Southern Belle, the charm. I like that. Yeah. Southern charm goddess. I like that. Something. Cause like, like you know, that. it's funny when we were following each other on IG for a long time. And then I would look at some of the comments of, you know, people were saying, I'm like, what is wrong with people? And like, it's like, you're just, you're just flying high. Like you don't even respond. <laughs> I was like, you don't even see it. Like, I'm like, I've been fighting with everybody. <laughs> it would be so funny. Cause I would be like, Literally, the world's going crazy because the, the, they had got out that I was pregnant. 
And I would just be like, child, I am nesting. I'm trying to put this tree up. I cannot be bothered, okay? I cannot be bothered. I am pregnant. And it's like, if I cared about what y'all thought, abortion clinics are open 24 hours in New York, and I believe in pro-choice. So <laughs> I don't care. Like, I'm having my child. And, it, you know, it's like, and you you know how hard it is to raise a child. So yeah. the things that you're having revenge babies, it's like you've never been pregnant before, have you? <laughs> Right. What kind of revenge is that for you to carry a baby for nine months? No. <laughs> like, do you understand the re- the revenge to myself? Do you see what I'm doing? And then I've got to raise this child. Do you understand what that means? Like, yeah. Like by the time I changed my second diaper, I wouldn't even be able to remember why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. It's and no, when I'm, it's just it's just interesting, you know, people's perception of things. And so, what the um, I don't know if this works in my favor at all. I don't feel the need to um, um, have to you know prove to people, constantly show people who I am. I know who I am. Yeah, yeah, and you don't, you know, and that's what I <laughs> what I always admired about. It. I was like, she doesn't even like have to feel like she has to say, and that's perfect. Oh, you don't owe any. Nobody is paying your bills. <laughs> Nobody is keeping you warm at night. <laughs> Nobody is doing any of that stuff. So it doesn't even matter. And they don't even know what's really going on. That's the dumb part. You know, when you and I have been um, in, the, in, in the same places together and people say things and I'm like, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, when people learn <laughs> out something and say how they feel, I'm always like, that's interesting. I'm like, that's what they got from that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm well, like, these are the people that are running the world that are, that are you know, have huge influence somewhere, you know, in some job. And I'm like, uh, interesting. As we know, common sense is not a flower that blooms in everyone's garden. <laughs> I have to use that. I have to use it. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's like, where do you come up with this? This is what you thought about? Like, okay. <laughs> Crazy. uh, One of the things I've been doing is um, I saw an amazing documentary. Um, It's the documentary on Ray Hansberry's life. I think it's Excited Eyes, Feeling Heart. Mm. And you just learned so much, you know, um, who she was as a woman of, of that time and some of the books that she was reading. So I picked up one of the books and and really digging into, you know, who are we as a woman? You know, like I think that, mm. and uh, I'm just very early on in the book, so I can't really go into depth. But, you know, when you ask the question, what is a woman? You know, I it, it's a term that, or our definition of who we are has always been defined through the eyes of someone else. We've never mm. really had the opportunity to define it. And, and I think now we're kind of living in, an, in, a, in, a, in a space where, Women have said, we have done everything that people have wanted us to do. And now we're going to do exactly what we want to. And we're going to make our own mistakes and we're going to, and, and we're going to recover from them and we're still going to be fine. And we're going to adjust and we're going to um, do what we want to do so that we can define who we are as an entity in and of itself and not the lesser of what a man is. Right. And I think that, um, that's you know in my life that's where I am like really trying mm. to find am and and um, 
and answer that question, you know, just for, for, for myself to be a part of a culture of women that are really um, defining who we are based on just, just what, just the simplest, something that we want. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, we're just kind of as a woman, we're taught that we can't really want anything. We can't really, you know, if it's, if we want something, it has to be for the purpose of someone else. Mm. We actually want something for ourselves. Um, right. Just be, and, and we are perfect in our being and just exactly what we are. And, right. Um, and that's kind of like, you know, with everything that's going on with all the things that women are doing wrong, especially the bashing of all the things that black women have done wrong is if we've been handed like this, you know, this plate of gold and we've been eating off of it for years alone. You know? <laughs> right. Eating off of, this, off of this plate given by uh, uh, what they say, you know, how uh, the welfare came in and took the man out of the home and we've been eating off of this golden plate ever since, you know, and then, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And be a fly on my wall for a couple of days and see how that works out. And, and look, I'm not, I'm not trying to say politically, you know, who we've become has not been affected by, certain political moves, but I am saying that um, we are still defining who we are. And I think that now that we can kind of live unapologetic is the first step in discovering and defining who we are and, and everything you've known us to be, scratch it. <laughs> scratch it. Take it out. Take it off the table. <laughs> it's true. It yeah. And that's a great place to start, though, from like ground zero, right? <laughs> On our own Okay, we've done everything else for men, for baby, for jobs, for whatever, for years. Like, but what have we been doing for ourselves? What have we been told? That's wrong. What's wrong? Can't do anything for ourselves. Yeah. That's selfish. Overindulge. Like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> She's affected. She's got hysteria. Tainted. It's like, really? Like, I'm looking for all these tainted other beings? Everybody out of his. Right, everybody. The idea of that is, is sickening. It's almost like, okay, you can live, but don't really live. <laughs> you can be, but don't really be. You can really, you can come over, but don't really come over. Join us on Zoom, you know. <laughs> <laughs> From a distance, we don't want you that close. <laughs> when women were just breaking out of that fear and and and, and you know running to the heels of of. of freedom and saying, you know, let us work on ourselves. And when we return, let's see where that, where that lands us. But. Right. Well, I think that's a good place to end on. (laughs) Fantastic conversation. And I want to have everybody follow you and find you where you are. So where's the best place for them to do that? Yeah. So you guys can always follow me. The best place to follow me is Instagram. I am Tara Wallace. And um, that just follow me there. Follow me there. Start there. <laughs> Do you have a website anywhere else you want people to check you out on? Um, well, yeah. You know what? You guys just follow me on I am Tara Wallace and everything would be um, listed on my Instagram. You guys can um, keep up with the things that I'm doing, the latest things that I'm doing. Um, and, um, you know, we've, I've, we have, I have some things that are happening and so you just follow that and you, you can stay abreast on what's happening there. Well, I'm so excited to see what your next big gig is. And you know, I'll be there to cheer you on. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'm really excited that we got the chance to have this conversation because there were so many things I didn't even know. Like I, I always love these conscious conversations. Look, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I didn't know I was going to have this much fun. I didn't know we were going to, uh, yeah, you ask a few questions. I was like, what? I, didn't know. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> you, know, you know, when someone asks you a question that you haven't already answered before. Yeah. And you're like, oh, dang. Like, okay. You know, it, it feels good to answer something that, that you know, no one knows. And right. It's a tricky well, thing. I always want to be that that conversation that gets people to know who you are and, and not the normal thing that you, you normally get, you know, con- constantly asked about. Like that's old news. We've heard all of that before. We've heard it. We've heard it. Yeah. So we were starting from scratch. Remember? <laughs> oh, no, it's true. It's true. It's groundbreaking. Well, thanks. It's been and uh, we'll hopefully we'll have you on again and w- when something else is breaking out so we can cover that for you. And uh, kisses, love the boys, and uh, see you next time. Oh. <laughs> All right. Thanks for, ha- for being on the show with us. Thank you for having me. Bye.